Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we entered the world of professional wrestling. We? Jeff Jarrett from the world of WWE. Jeff joined us. And Grado is another fellow wrestler. They got involved in a bit of a row, uh, as you'll hear. Escalated quite quickly, didn't it? One of the most amazing things I've ever heard yeah. or <laughs> okay. seen on our show. Okay, well, let's go and check it out on YouTube. Hopefully it comes across from an audio point of view. Uh, we're also joined by Britain's oldest fencer, 90 years young. She's, she's seeing off all comers, including teenagers. Joy. She had the amazing Joy. She was a Joy. She was a Joy. And um, we spoke to Jonathan Sayer, who is the um, co-owner of um, Ashton United FC. Uh, he's written a book about it. He's a really interesting guy and a lot of fun. So that's that. A couple of bits from us. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And people may have sensed from that intro that you're not massively optimistic about the afternoon's cricket from an England point of view. No, I, th- I just think England, since Saturday afternoon, they were in a wonderful position and they've thrown it away. They've been outplayed by Australia. They, they should have got at least 70 or 80 more runs. They've bowled poorly. Anderson, I mean, really, honestly, it's, it, it's a bit it's sad embarrassing. To watch this it's at sad. The moment, isn't it? He's such a great player, but honestly, they shouldn't have picked him for this test. We all said it beforehand. And, you know, as soon as he came on today, the whole game switched. Australia suddenly got a good partnership going. Head was in trouble against Broad. Suddenly he gets three fours off Anderson. The whole game changes. Yeah. But like John said, you know, it's been very hard to predict. So when you ever think one team's on top, the other team comes back. But this looks like Australia's victory. Couple of quick it will be wickets. the most unjust 3-1 in cricket history. I mean, <laughs> five out of the top six batsmen are ours. I mean, we've played, we've outplayed them, and yet in certain sections, we've just done things that are wrong. And some of the, you know, actually... The picks. I mean, you know, just picking Anderson was mad, mad for this Test match. But there you go, they've done it, and that's that's what's going to happen. But what can you do? We will uh, be chatting to Steve Harmison. Slightly delayed mm. lunch because they had a, a later start because of uh, the rain, and I think it's going to go until six forty uh, tonight. I mean, consider it won't much... go to six forty. No, over by tea. Are you well? Either one way or the other, yeah, it's probably likely over. to they're, be. They're not England. They're going to win this. They're easily going to win this. Not well, even they've still a got to get about 150-odd runs. Yeah. Once it gets to below 100, it's easy. You know, especially if they've only got three down. They'll win. They're, they're in a, such a strong position here. They are in a strong position, I'll give you that. But as you've said, a couple of wickets can make all the difference. Yeah, so who's, who's going to take... Let's... Stokes should bowl. I mean, I don't understand why he's not bowling. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's going to have his knee done. I mean, he might as well... This is his last day of cricket for about six or seven months. 
He was bowling bowl. flat out earlier on, wasn't he, yeah. in preparation for this? So. Honestly, Anderson so painfully passed his sell by day. If he was a food stuff, he'd have a yellow sticker on it. <laughs> That's what he'd have. <laughs> there we are. It's a lovely a image. Because it's a, uh, you hate to see it. He's yeah. been such a wonderful player. That he, it's, it's the worst thing when a sportsman doesn't know when to pack it in. And Broad was right what he's done. It's absolutely right. It's the right time. You've got to know when it's the right time. People are going, do you know when it's the right time? Cut to uh, <laughs> for people shouting at the radio. <laughs> exactly. Andy, it's the right time, it's the Andy. Right time. It's the right time. Anyway, Simon Finch, the Barmy Army trumpeter, have yeah. you seen this? He's, he's, he's been injured. Oh, has he? He couldn't. Is it a lip his... injury? It is. Is it really? He's got a callus, a slight, not Jack. Slight, he's got a Jack callus he's got a Jack on his lip. callus on his lips <laughs> where the mouthpiece is. Yeah, so he I'm thought not he, surprised. He thought he'd better rest it up, honestly. Can't he put? I mean, the thing is, um, is it a bit like having? Is it a bit like Moen's blister? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you put manuka honey on. Yeah, it. or worse, unfortunately. <coughs> Excuse if me. He uses some of those techniques Monty came up with. You don't be doing that on someone's yeah, lip, yeah. do you? Really? So uh, Chelsea won a trophy. Well, yeah, what, what was the trophy? We won a trophy the other Premier day. We're League both trophy summer. winners this yeah, year. Yes, the Premier League summer trophy. Yeah. So uh, fans were pointing out it's more than the one at Spurs, Potch. Of course they yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we we won. We've already won a trophy to to match the yes. the Aldi Cup. That's good. Isn't or was it? it the Aldi Cup? I'm not quite sure. No, I think but it was the, the Aldi one, Cup. No, this time we won. We won a trophy last week when we beat. Yeah, what was um, it called? The, uh, the, the something sailors. Um, in Singapore, sailors. the something sailors, <laughs> and uh, there was a cup at the yeah. end of it, which was nice in Singapore. So it's always I, nice to have a bit of silverware in the bank <laughs> before the season gets underway, isn't that it? That story about Jay Z buying Spurs, that, Great, that's a it? bit of a stretch, isn't oh, it? I mean, the thing is, it was ju- it's a tapping, isn't it? It's a Clive Allen tapping from three yards. Yeah, this is a man who clearly wants more than 99 problems, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to add to yeah. the ones he's got already. So I'm sure a, a, a million and one people have said that. As Ron it's, Harris, they put him in Jay Z. Yeah, <laughs> it would be it would be great though, wouldn't it? It'd be livening th- you know. liven things up. It would. A, but he's a, he's a gooner, isn't he? So uh, he might be coming in to sabotage us. Oh really? Oh, that's no good. No, uh, apparently, yeah. Jay Z's an Arsenal fan, so uh, it would be an odd an odd ownership. <laughs> I was at thing. a wedding yesterday, and the, uh, at one point the, during one of the speeches, somebody mentioned one of the guests who'd. Been a Spurs, no, been an Arsenal fan all his life. Yeah. But then suddenly decided to become a Spurs fan. Then people started jeering. I think he's got he's <laughs> right. okay, what, that's a not, wedding. That's not possible. <laughs> did, why, what makes you do that? Oh, I mean, no jump idea. ship in those difficult sort of never, after they I've moved to the new ground. Like it, to that's, be honest. that's one ship you don't jump, <laughs> no, isn't don't it? Really, so. you not, don't you don't jump to the ideal, enemy. Really, no. We've had one or two. <laughs> yeah. David Meller, uh, of course, a Chelsea well, fan, but there he was years before in a Fulham program. Yes, but. I don't think he was either, to be honest. Oh, okay. I think he's an opera fan, really. So, um, this afternoon, um, Steve Harmison will be joining us for a bit of a chat. Uh, we're going to talk a bit of boxing. Declan Taylor joins us to talk uh, boxing. There's some interesting. We have Tommy Fury versus KSI has been uh, announced. Another one cares? of those. We did have those. Crawford Spence, which which was great, but not maybe the spectacle it could have been watching that over the weekend. Um, we'll look at that because the rematch is on. Um, and I'm sure there'll be the stomach for it and, of course, the finances to go with it. But, yeah, touch more one-sided maybe than we all expected. We'll get Declan's take on that. Uh, we'll look at some transfer stories today. We will be chatting to uh, the playwright and the co-owner of, co-chairman of Ashton United, Jonathan Sad. Jonathan is one of the people behind the play that goes wrong and the and the goes wrong series of, of plays and, and TV shows and films. 
And, uh, yeah, he's also uh, the co-owner of his local football club and uh, we'll be chatting to him about his new book, Nowhere to Run, three or four years at the helm of a uh, non-league club. Plus, uh, Jeff Jarrett from the world of mm. wrestling is uh, coming in. Um, we've been told he's bringing his guitar with him, which is slightly worrying from our point of view, because although he is a country singer as well as a mm. wrestler, plays the guitar, one of his moves is to smash a guitar over someone's head. Not mine, I we like those Mexican wrestlers. <laughs> I promise you, I'm going home. If he hits a guitar over my head, I'm just walking out of the studio. <laughs> we did have an infamous <laughs> moment with some Lucha Libre uh, Mexican wrestlers where one of them got Andy in an arm lock, and he did get... He did get very, very upset. Uh, it it's actually... Oh, sorry? It hurts. That's I right. know it hurt, yeah. It is possibly <laughs> one of the funniest bits of video you'll ever see. But uh, <laughs> Charlie loves it. Anyway, he plays it once a day just to give himself a lift. Anyway, yes, we will be um, we'll be chatting to uh, Jeff. If you've got any questions for Jeff, we know there's a lot of wrestling fans out there. We'll do your best to put them to him. He's uh, in the UK at the moment because they've got a big night at Wembley Stadium on August the 27th. But a couple of things to get you involved with uh, mm. this afternoon. One of which is uh, playing with the kids um, because it's a nice story. They heard to Berlin featured four members of the same family in their German second division opener at Fortuna Dusseldorf, we're told. The Hungarian boss, uh, Pal Dade, played all three of his sons, Palco Martin and Bense, they all played, they lost the game 1-0, so he had his three lads, they're obviously decent players, 24, 21 and 17. Uh, they all played with him in the game. So we're looking for mm. tales, because it can be a bit awkward, kind of, we're going to talk to Jonathan say about running a football club with your dad. There are tensions, obviously, because of the familiarity. So playing sport uh, with the kids or the parents, we'd uh, like some of the fallout from those old war stories, if you've got those. And uh, a little thing popped up uh, earlier on, it may be an old do, but it popped up earlier on on uh, social media and it made me laugh. It came from Sunday League footy uh, on 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 X. <laughs> Catches X. in your throat, doesn't it? I've got a few letters on X. X. <laughs> um, uh, yes, it's a picture of uh, a guy in a pair of football boots in the pub. And it says, this lad turned up at the pub in a pair of Predator boots because his partner took all his shoes to stop him going out. Hmm? So, <laughs> didn't want him going up the pub, so he just went up in his Predators. That's good. Great if a kind of stray board come to him and he just sort of curled it into the top corner. With that special Beckham right, like, yeah. So, we're interested in sporting footwear on unlikely occasions. It could be could be a pair of golf shoes, hmm. could be cricket cricket shoes, could be rugby boots, could be football boots, could be anything. But bowling any sport, shoes. Bowling shoes. Any, yeah, people have been having those away. I was listening to a podcast the other yeah, day. That's, how, that's been going on since Yeah, because, you know, really. that little period when they were kind of quite in, people mm. would just go there and quite take an old yeah, pair of shoes. Old pair of shoes, leave your shoes. And, and then, yeah, nice. clear off with a bowling shoes. So, yeah. uh, OK, we're looking for those then. Sporting footwear and unlikely locations, the when and the why. Talksport.com, text 8189, tweet TSH&J, give us a call, tell us in person, 03717 The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Just a reminder off the back of a little thing that popped up the day on uh, social media of uh, a guy turning up in a pub in a pair of Predator boots because his partner took all of his <laughs> shoes to stop him going out. <laughs> we wondered about uh, sporting footwear in unlikely places, whether that's a sort of golf shoe, cricket, spikes, whatever it is, uh, away from the field of play a bit like that. And we'd love to hear your stories. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. 
You can text at 8 10 89 or tweet to TSH and J. I had a friend who had one too many beers in the 19th hole and was so desperate to get into a mm. nightclub, he wore his golf shoes and waterproof trousers. They let him in, says Dan in Elton. Really? Maybe they thought it was a bit quirky. <laughs> Whilst living in Dubai, my pal Biffa um, was playing in the Dubai Rugby Sevens. He picked up the wrong sports bag and then picked up his uh, golf sports bag uh, rather than his rugby bag. Didn't realise it until... Uh, just before they started to play. So he played the Sevens tournament with his golf shoes on rather than his rugby boots. It's it's a, it sounds a bit dangerous. Every time he got the ball in the games, the crowd kept shouting, Four! So, <laughs> so tell us your stories. Talksport.com forward slash HNJ and text to 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ. Now, we all love an unusually named player, and you've been quite taken by the prospect of Chelsea signing a Leslie. Leslie, I don't, don't ask get many. Me to, don't ask me to pronounce his last You don't? I've, I've, I've not seen the story, but you say you were telling me earlier on they're looking it's, to buy a Leslie. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get his name, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I've said you were saying there's not that many Leslies not, not in many fo- footballers. Well, it's Les Ferdinand. There was the, the late out, uh, Les Seeley, wasn't there? There's Les, so Les Ferdinand. Yeah, but not Leslie. There's not many, not many go under the full Leslie. Are no. they? Can you think of any uh, any other Leslies who've played the game no. as Leslies, not Leslies? No, because they all, it always gets short to Leslie, uh, to Les. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just trying <laughs> okay. to look him up. Stop saying Leslie. So okay. we're struggling with our Leslie line. Leslie Ugo Chukwu. Okay, I think you should have had a run at that first. Ugo Chukwu. Oh, Ugo Chukwu. Leslie Ugo Chukwu. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. You got there second time. Marvelous. I just. Well, Let's call him Les. We were fo- we were focusing <laughs> on Leslie. Um, so yeah, well, uh, if you've got any other Leslies, full name, not Leslies, talksport.com forward slash Asian J. going out on loan. Text to eight ten eighty nine point. Tweet to TS eighty. Maybe they'll get him to shorten it to uh, Les while he's out yeah. on loan. Um, Toto Wolf, of course, team principal. Um, hmm. He didn't pass his test first time. I, I wonder if they that. give him a bit of stick for that um, <laughs> at, at times, the other mm. drivers. Apparently, yeah, he went out and took his uh, test during a school lunch break and had the embarrassment uh, of going back to uh, all of his classmates to um, to have to tell them that he hadn't passed. Oh, dear. Um, did you pass uh, first time? I did, you? of course. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's quite amazing having it's shared, really staggering, having shared a car oh, with that. you. That is quite staggering. <laughs> and the other thing we wanted to get you going on, playing with the kids or the parents can always be a bit edgy when you're playing sport with the uh, kids or the parents. So this goes her to Berlin's manager played his mm. three sons in a friendly against Fortuna Dusseldorf. So all four of them out on the pitch, 24-year-old, 21-year-old, 17-year-old and dad all playing in the same team. Some kind of mm. record, you would think. So, yeah, playing sport with the kids or uh, the parents and the pitfalls of. Do tell us your stories. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHNJ, 03717-223344. We will attempt to talk transfers a little bit later on. We were going to chat to Will Pugh over in Australia, but yeah. we're struggling with his line, but we'll keep working Surely we're more in touch with it <laughs> than he's in Australia. Well, he's, he, he doesn't miss a trick. Out oh, OK. He doesn't miss Fine. a trick. I mean, they're rumours, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Talking of which, I was told by someone yesterday that mm. there'll be news on Harry Kane tomorrow. Wow. So it'll be a big one if he goes. Mm. But it's better if he goes at this point rather yeah. than August the 30th. Oh, yeah. Absolutely uh, We both right. agree with what Spurs should do in the event of him going. That is 
Ivan I'd like Tony. to see him try and get Ivan Tony, despite yeah. the fact that he can't play until January. He will he'd... cost, even with his. Sort yeah, of, you know, he's, he's I mean, good. we're seeing already. We're we're seeing with Thomas Frank uh, talking about David Ryan. We're going to talk about him later yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, this has moved to Arsenal. They've stuck yeah. out for forty million, and it's become the Declan Rice tariff, which I think is the new Gron- uh, John Grissom book. But <laughs> it, it's all about that. Even he said. Well, if Deccan Rice is worth 105 million, then dot dot yeah, dot. Yeah, but that's Caicedo's not... worth 100 million. Because and... Caicedo, they turned. He was an 80 million pound player until yeah. Deccan Rice. Yeah. He's not, I mean, worth, you, he's not worth 100 million. It's just not for that position. I'm sure he's You a could great give that a try. If you're on the bins or you work in a supermarket and you're looking for an extra five or an hour. You want to go in and say, look, if Declan Rice is worth 105 million quid, <laughs> then I've got to be worth an we extra five. We should try five, that. Yeah. Got to be <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, it seems everybody seems to be using that one, but we will be uh, chatting about that a little bit later on. Anything else, Andy, you've noticed? Um, Yes, an air passenger got wedged in his first-class seat. Did you see this story? And uh, they had to do the usual thing. They had to cut the door off and get him out. It was very embarrassing for the fella. Yeah. But I love the the official report, an engineering note, seen by the sun said, a volumetric passenger is stuck in seat. Volumetric? Volumetric. Who ate all the pies. You volumetric, you volumetric. Yes, I imagine that's... (laughs) Volumetric. Among the songs they sung. Ridiculous. And I don't normally do the letters, Andy, I'll leave that to you, but I did love Ian Owen's letter from Wallington, which is beautifully vague. He said, "I'm really, I'm not denying it because they're old mate writer." He said, "I'm not." um, He said, "I'm really enjoying the Saturday evening ITV show, Moneyball, hosted by Ian Wright. Ian is the right man for it. He is funny and does not overdo it like some TV (laughs) presenters." What does that mean exactly? I'd like to think the producer says to Wrighty in his ear just before he goes that they start a new record. Says, "Go on, Wrighty, go and smash it." But don't overdo, don't overdo it. it. Just don't overdo don't it. And they say, what does that even mean? <laughs> well, don't ask me. Ask uh, Ian Owen from Wallington in Surrey. I haven't got a clue what Fantastic, it means. Fantastic, isn't it? He just doesn't overdo it like so many people. <laughs> anyway, um, we will keep you in touch with the cricket. It's delicately poised this afternoon. Two, three, eight for three. Uh, currently, when you say delicately Aus- poised. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, really, you've got to be a bit more upbeat than this. Not going to get the way the Australian tail wags as mm. well. They. If if Smith had got out, if Stokes had held that catch, then you'd say it was still pretty even. But it, you know, yeah. he didn't. Do you want Leslie news? Yes, please. Uh, Sean in Salford. Mark Hughes is a Leslie. He uses his middle name. That's true. So he would have been yeah. Leslie Hughes, or he would have probably. I imagine he would have been a Les when mm. he would have gone down that route. Uh, former Weatherfield Wanderers player Leslie Battersby never never did that. <laughs> Ross did he in Sunderland? There's a great cricketer in the old days, Leslie Ames. Oh yeah, you can, um, cricket's different. Yeah, cricket's different. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Just, yeah. Even he was Les Ames. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that blow, blows that theory. Les Miserable. <laughs> oh, he was good. <laughs> he Leslie was Miserable. <laughs> yeah, that's you at the moment, certainly with his cricket on. Change my name to Leslie Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your name in the clubs, couldn't it? I could see you on RuPaul as Leslie Miserable. <laughs> Me too. What a thought. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 90, 90 years old, Andy. You're not far off. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you've <laughs> contemplated what you'll be doing. Probably sitting in a chair watching cricket. Big packet of Worthers, won't you? Yeah. Complaining about um, uh, whoever it is, uh, Stuart Broad's lad. Enjoying Mbappe's testimonial. Yes. When he comes to Chelsea <laughs> That's for a long 20-year career. You probably won't be a competitive <laughs> fencer. I won't. Which makes it all the more impressive that our next guest is 90 years young, still going strong, seeing off teenagers in competition. Uh, joining us now, the Britain's oldest fencer, uh, Joy Fleetham. Good afternoon, Joy. 
good afternoon. Well, it's it's amazing. Little did you think maybe at 90 that you would still be playing sport competitively? Well, I am. <laughs> I started, when I left work and retired, etc., I thought, what, what am I going to do now? Well, I was 63, and I went into our local fencing club, and I thought, oh, it's all men. How little did I think I was wrong? And I'm still there 27 years later at 90. Had you, had you tried fencing before, mm. Joy? What, what kind of drew you to that sport? Well, I, I was an only child born to a disabled parents, so I never left them apart from going out to work at Marks & Spencer. Mm-hmm. So when I lost my parents and uh, I thought, hit 63, I thought, well, what do I do now? So I, I took up fencing. Wow. All my friends thought I was nutty, but there you go. <laughs> so, and I'm still there, and I'm now president. Oh, OK. Well, president Brillington Blades, they're called. It's a good yes, name, it isn't is, it? Yes, it is, yes. Yeah. Well, you say it was all men then. What's the sort of makeup of the club these days, would you say? Is there, are there a lot more women doing it? Uh, well, we have uh, some children join, the age six to nine. We call them the Musketeers. Mm. Absolutely wonderful. And uh, after that, we're just... a. Uh, uh, a mix of ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's good. Uh, down, I'll see us. Oh, yeah, well, it's a fair old way up. I'm, I'm, I should be up that way next year. Maybe I will. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I spent quite a lot of time in Bridlington. Yeah, you know, it was your dad's Yorkshireman, wasn't he, Andy? He, he, was, used, to, yeah. he used to spend a lot of time up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. J.V. Kidd and Sons. I don't know if you remember them. <laughs> so that's going right into the memory bank there. Well, for, I don't know uh, if you're 90, well, you'd What remember sort of business was it, Furniture Andy? business. The furniture business. Does that ring any bells to you, Joy? No, not really. Okay, no, fair enough. Not as popular as they used to be. Now. Not really, no. No wonder yeah. they went under, Andy. Well, that's yeah. it. What can you do? Well, I contacted Queen Elizabeth, oh, our did you? queen. I've had seven letters from her, mm-hmm. one from Prince Harry, and one from King Charles. Wow. And on the strength of that, I got, I got invited to a garden party. I've also been to the House of Parliament to a champagne reception. And I've been uh, uh, television, newspapers, radio. I can't believe it at my age. You've just got to keep going. Don't ever give in. Get out of your chair and get on with it. I just love it. That's brilliant. I'm lucky because I don't smoke and I don't drink, but I do like chocolate. Oh, <laughs> well, I think at 90, you, you deserved at least yeah. one vice. Well, are you, I only weigh seven stone. Oh, wow. Are you epé or foil or both? I've got I'm foil, epé, sabre, and I have qualification in all three. Right. Have you got one preference? What do you prefer? My foil. Okay. What I would like to do, I would like to go to Paris and for, for, fence a grandmaster in one of the lovely salons, but it will never happen. Anyway, never mind. Why is that? I mean, why why couldn't it happen? Well, it, well, it's in Paris and it's a long way to go, and I don't, I don't know who to contact. But I would love it. I would just love it. Well, let's see if we I'm can sure make, beat him. See if we can make it happen. It's not that far, <laughs> Paris. We can get, we can get you on the get you down to so, London. Get you on the train. It's yes, a... I mean, I beat some just before we closed down before the school holidays. We got two 17-year-old Japanese young men came, and they were good. Hmm. Well, I'm sat with my friend, and one wondered, and I said, he bowed, may I fence with you, my friends? Do be careful what you're doing. There's only 17 and you're not. Well, I beat him. <laughs> and then what did he say? Was he shocked? He was. He was astounded. Well, I was as well, but then th- that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I never, ever give in. Never. That's great. I mean, the thing is, as well, you're not just the physical fitness. It's the oh, we can hear this clearly. The mental sharpness that that mm. because well, I that from my mother when she died at seventy six, 
She was a shop of the navel. Yeah. And a beautiful voice, and I've got them both. Because they go out singing solos in church, etc. Oh, right. Oh, blimey. Well, you're putting us all to shame. You are putting us all to shame. But I mean, I think you said at the top, you know, you get to 68 and you think, well, that's it for me. But go and keep fit, keep mentally and physically fit. When you retire, just don't sit there, do something. If it's only just put around your garden, or because I exercise every morning. Yeah. And it's wonderful. We had one evening, I don't be interested, it was called the Underwater Fencing. Really? Absolutely brilliant. They let you close a big pole, and they all came down in the cosies and little snorkels and the plastic equipment. What a wonderful evening. So you had a go, yeah. did you? No, I adjudicated. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> you only had underwater <laughs> fencing with the sharks down. about. <laughs> you did that with blood. Yeah. You could see them off. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Well, Joy, it's lovely to talk to you. <laughs> keep, keep on doing what you're doing, and we, and we wish you well. And if someone is listening from and can get you to Paris, we'll, we'll pass that on Thank to you. you. Um, apart from that, I've had a flying lesson as well. You've had a flying lesson. Oh, That's yes. good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got I've to... run ten races for cancer research. Oh, wow. Guide dogs, RSPCA, help the disabled. Brilliant. Wonderful. Can I just say something in in in, in ending? Yes, yes, of course. I would like to thank all the volunteers in this country. Mm-hmm. Without them, they they are like a life. What will we do without them? Oh, absolutely. And we're all unpaid. I think Prince King Charles should have a, a medal to give these people, me included, of course. But anyway, <laughs> okay, I've 27 years of my life to the to sport, and I've never been paid a penny, and I wouldn't take a penny. Everything I get, because I give um, talks and demonstrations, I always plow it back into my club. Brilliant. It's a lovely and, story, Joy. It's lovely to talk to you. Look after yourself. Thanks for joining us. Come down and see us. We will. Oh, come up and see you. We will. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> there we are. That's uh, Joy Fleeting there. Joy remembers my uh, appreciation of the volunteers in 2012. Yeah, you were a big fan <laughs> of the games makers, weren't you? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Now, our next guest, an award-winning uh, comedy playwright and screenwriter. Mm. You, 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 you've almost certainly heard of the play that goes wrong and all the offshoots uh, of that. Very successful both here and and around the world. Um, but Jonathan Sayer decided that uh, he wanted to get involved in a football club. I'm with Simon Jordan listening, saying, no, don't do it. <laughs> um, and so many people that have got involved in the world of football have uh, felt maybe it's uh, it's a mad thing to do. But it has produced a book, Nowhere to Run, uh, The Ridiculous Life of a Semi-Professional Football Club Chairman. Um, good afternoon, Jonathan. Good to see you. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, the book is great fun um, and does kind of give you an idea of the travails of doing the job. It's you and your dad, isn't it, that decided to buy into your local club? Yeah. So, like, very quick potted history. My granddad used to play for the club, so mm. he played more games than anyone else for Ashton United, about 400 games. Wow. And then about five years ago, the club did a bit of an SOS on Twitter saying that we need some people to get involved. And I said, oh, I'll do that. And I was, I was kind of feeling a bit homesick. I live in London, sometimes out in New York. And I thought this is a great way of kind of getting kind of connected back where I'm from. And um, they said, yeah, please. So I came in, I got more involved, a little bit more involved. And then I said to my dad, oh, I'm doing this and I'm helping them fill a bit of a gap when there is one and getting mm. involved. And he said, don't do that, that's stupid. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, well, I thought we could do it together. And then he said, brilliant, when do we start? <laughs> and then eventually we, we became co-chairs and, and yeah, now we've both kind of got a stake in the club and, and yeah. we run the day to day despite that connection with the club through your granddad and mm. the history of it there was a fair bit of pushback wasn't it because they i don't know who they expected to walk in sort of seasoned <laughs> saudis into but they well, were people they, have been spoiled by the the two at Wrexham, i think quite possibly maybe they just the idea that a lot of the some of the oldens there just felt you didn't have neither have you had the experience to do the job I think it's worth saying that the the book is kind of it's a funny book. Right? Yeah, so it's it is. So it's so it, there's a bit of poetic license taken. But yeah, mm. I remember when we first started, there was just I think some people were slightly more skeptical. And I think what's fair as well is like, as I do these interviews and stuff, I feel a bit as a football chairman, maybe I'm a bit incongruous yeah. in that position. And my dad fits the mold. He's got flat cap and you know doesn't mess around, quite straightforward. And then I'm obviously I'm quite petite. I'm a bit more neurotic. I'm, I'm talking about feelings all the time. And I think there was a bit of a who, who the hell is this little guy here? But yeah. um, I think as it's gone on, people have realised that you know we we absolutely love the club. We mm. love the town, and it's 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 been a real roller coaster. Like it's 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 an industry like no other, right? Because it is it's so up, it's so down. Like it can be totally ruinous, and there's been points where, as the book details, yeah. I've been in tears hiding in a storage <laughs> unit in the club. But there's also been bits that have given me like joy that I don't think you can get anywhere else in the world. Mm. So it's been amazing. It's results driven, which unlike anything else, is <clears> if the team <throat> are doing well, then everything's good, and if they're not, then it's a problem. And you had People COVID to deal with as well, Jonathan, during this period, which I mean was bad for all clubs, mm. but especially for non-league clubs. It was, it, yeah, it was really, really. T I mean, that's that's the kind of <laughs> the irony. It's it's an account of the first season in charge, mm. and you know it cost whatever it cost. It emotionally cost even more, all the anxiety, all the pain. And then just as we started to turn a corner, the whole season was null and voided. So all of it on a 
technical level didn't exist. You know, all the goals scored didn't happen. All the awful conceded goals mm. didn't happen. Um, but yeah, we, we, we battled through COVID, like lots of non-league clubs. And mm. there's been so many clubs that, that have struggled, like Drolsden, who are in our area, they're restarting now, but but they found it really... It was tough, terribly tough time for everyone. But yeah, um, yeah. but like a lot of this is a light-hearted look at football. It's, mm. not, it's not too deep and introspective. But that is in there that, yeah, all these clubs, you know, they stopped what they were doing for a while and they kind of found different ways to be part of the community. It's interesting, there's a bit at the beginning of the book where your dad sort of gives you an argument and says, look, you know, you probably had a row about something, but let's not fall out over this. And there's always that mm. danger. But overall, has it been good, would you say, in, for your relationship with your dad? I would say it's, it's, been, it's been really good because... We, we speak almost every day. Mm. He calls a lot. Probably he's listening now. Dad, stop calling me. Stop calling <laughs> five times a day. It's too many. Send a text, for God's sake. <laughs> but no, we, we speak all the time. Like, it's what a, what a privileged, lovely thing to yeah. do with your dad, right? We've got this thing that connects <clears throat> us. So we've, mm. we, we've immediately kind of got a thing that we can chat about. We're, we, we're doing a project together. Um, we did, <laughs> I did an interview in the paper the other day. And I said, you know, it, it's, it's given our relationship challenges, but it's been great. And then he rang me and was like, oh, I didn't know our relationship had had challenges. <laughs> and I said, you know, we've had, we've had arguments, haven't we? And he yeah. said, no, they're just robust differences of opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good way of describing so, it. So, you know, obviously, you know, you don't always see eye to eye, <clears> but I don't think you do with anything where there's that much passion hmm. and that much want because you do like a lot of the book is just about how helpless you are as a chairman like hmm. you you think you've got all this control like a lot of the book is about the idea that i thought it was going to be a bit of a doddle i thought this would be lovely everyone would be like well done john oh what a what a what a great guy <laughs> me and my dad would get on swimmingly and it's really hard and like you say like as soon as you get a bad result or two, you feel a lot of pressure. I think a lot of the pressure is self-created, mm. but you feel this immense pressure, a lot of arguments about what can be done, how can we change it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really, really good for us. And generally as a family, it's been really nice. Well, as we've seen from the Wrexham documentary, you know, and the, and the, 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 the scepticism when uh, uh, Rob McElhinney and Ryan Reynolds mm. first got involved, you know, the, the, the people saying, look, don't play with our lives. This, is, this, is, this club's important yeah. to us, you yeah. know, so... They're always going to be a little bit of reticence at first, isn't there? And you must feel that responsibility of the people who love the club and watch them regularly. Definitely. But there's loads of football cliches that I think if you're on the outside of the game, as as I really, I still am, but <coughs> but um, you're like, oh, not that thing again. Don't say fine margins again. Don't say old yeah. chairman are custodians. Like, say something <laughs> a bit different. But you really start getting it. You are like, oh my God, it's all about these tiny fine margins. That's the difference between an amazing month and in a month where everyone feels like they've had a slap in the face. But then you really are. You really feel the weight of like, I'm here to look after this. Particularly at non-league level, right? Mm. Because everyone's volunteer. So the pitch, we've just had it resurfaced. And that's because We've had people like literally in the heat wave, they camped out through the night in a tent on the halfway line and watered it every two hours and like set oh. an alarm. So that if the results don't go well, you feel you feel in a way like you're you're, you're disrespecting all the work that's gone into that. And that's the manager as well. Like he's mm. he's been like mowing the pitch as well. And all this all these hours of goodwill that go into it. So you feel like, well, you know, we've got to deliver on our bit. But once the you know, once everyone walks over that line and the whistle goes there's not a huge amount of time you, no. amount you can do other than scream and holler and put your head in your hands. How are you looking for the new season then, Jonathan? Well, I, well so every year, mm. this is this is season four, but only season two, two that will have finished. But um, every year I say, oh, we've got it right this time. Oh, they look brilliant. In, oh, oh, we look fantastic. But <laughs> this year I'm going to do the same. Right. Say, we really, <laughs> say we really do look well. I think we've got a really good squad that we're putting together. Our manager, um, Steve Cunningham, 
he won this league that we're in with Buxton a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and got them in the FA Cup, I think the first round or the second round. So I think we've got a really good squad together. It's a nice mixture of players that have won this league, played a bit higher, or players that are really exciting at this level. So I, I think we look good. Famous last words, but I, I do think we look really good. I went down um, to watch us in a friendly against Halifax, you know, who are a couple of leagues higher than us, and we, we really look toe-to-toe with them. We, we look fine, so... And have you up the gate since you've been there? You're getting bigger crowds. God, it, it's so tricky. So, so one of the things about uh, you know Ashton United is is it, we've been socially distancing well before COVID started on the terraces. So, <laughs> so, it wasn't so, difficult. No, no, we were just like we just carry on as, as as we were really. So so it's it's a club with a we've never had a massive gate because there's so many clubs in our area. Like I, I'm, I'm very yeah, jealous yeah. of the northeast because they've got like three clubs and they all have like a thousand people there. Whereas we've got Staley Bridge, Hyde, Curzon, um, Draws, and all these Mosley, like all these clubs. So we're all kind of fighting it out for mm. each other. So if you're listening, come to Ashton United, <laughs> come to the Red Side. But like, like I think as well, it depends how well the season starts. I think you've got yeah. people who they notice oh they're winning, so they come Glory over hunters. A, a, li- a little bit. But mm. I don't want to call them that because your custom is very welcome and your support <laughs> is very welcome. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's down to us and how well we. Yeah, marketing-wise, you've had some interesting ideas. One was, I mean, you dressed as a giant robin, didn't you, to try and get people into the ground? <laughs> there, there was a bit of that. There, there's been all kinds of different things. We've got, um, we've got some brilliant ad boards at the club. We've got the only advertisement, I think, out in the whole of the English football pyramid for a Vegas magic show. We've got, we've got, <laughs> we've got, um, we're sponsored by Penn and Teller. Fantastic. Oh, so we wrote um, a, a comedy magic show with them out in Vegas a few years back. Oh, right. Um, and they said, so they're doing it as a bit of a, a bit of a favour. Oh, I don't great. think they love football, if I'm being totally yeah, I was honest. Yeah, say, what's the, what's the yeah. can- conversion rate? I wonder how many people say, I'm, I'm off to, I'm and off if, to Vegas. If Teller comes on, he's not going to raise the noise level of he's the He's not, he's not going to get the crowd going, is he? Just Definitely judgmental, not. silent eyes. And, and the other idea you had was to bring in Erling Haaland on loan during the World Cup because he wasn't playing. Absolutely, good, yeah. yeah. Um, we're still waiting to hear back from Manchester City. Um, we're still waiting. The door is still really open to Erling or his dad. We think he could do a job for us at our level. Um, but no, it was our our media volunteer, Matt, who um, put out a tweet saying that we were going to do it and it kind of went viral. So then we thought oh, we'd best follow this up with a with a serious offer. So we emailed at Manchester City and did all the paperwork. And I think we actually spoke to you guys. Yeah, and we you went, did. Yeah, 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 and we spoke hmm. to all. You know, we speak to Australia. So it's been it's been an amazing kind of six months. So yeah, my job is just to fly the flag for Ashton United, and and keep people kind of talking about us. Is there a football club that goes wrong? Sage play out there. You think off the back of this? I think you just need to come down to Hurst Cross and have a watch. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're, we're definitely getting there. And um, and and like I don't I don't know if you guys go and watch non-league that much, but it, it's really special. So like I'd love people to come and watch yeah. Ashton United, but but I'd, I'd I urge everyone to to support their local club because it's it's really special. You feel connected in a way that I don't think you can with with the with the kind of higher tiers of football, but also like. Now more than ever, those clubs really, really need your support because, mm. like everyone, like they're feeling the the, pl- the pressures of inflation and, and and all the different things. So come down and and watch, and, and you'll have a great time. Good stuff. Brilliant. We wish you well with the book, Jonathan. Thanks Thank very you much so, for so coming much for in time. to see us. No. Oh, oh, I've got one yeah. thing to yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Um, our um, our girls under 15s, I was asked by our manager just before I came on, um, they're shorter players. If you're in the area and you want to play football, um, then please do get in touch. Get in touch with the club. So, yep. you, Ashton United. Just and buy on. a book. It's on, it's on the website, I take it, is it? <laughs> it all is, the details. Yeah. So if on you, the yeah, website. If you fancy playing a bit of football in that part of the world. Nowhere to run. Published by... 
Penguin and he's out in hardback now. Good to see you. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you so much. Bro. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, it is time for Clips of the Week Pewter. It's been a couple of weeks with the game the other day and yeah, me being off the week before. We haven't had a fresh batch for We're a while. We're going to have a bumper crop on uh, uh, Yeah, we should have quite a few for you on Friday. But these are from April 2004. Just to briefly explain, if you're new to the show, there was a old box of mini discs of old clips, gathering dust in a corner. Um, the great lost tapes, you might call them, or we'll find out in the next few minutes. And uh, the producer digitises them. And here they are. We've not heard them since April 2004. Who knows? Let's see what they're like. We begin with Graham Beecroft chatting oh, about one of that season's hot topics. OK, so Rio Ferdinand's band certainly, I think I agree with you, has been a, a major, major factor. And uh, you can, we can talk about that and did, of course, uh, until the dogs come home. What about the cows? Yeah, what happened to them? What happened to the cows? Got rounded up by the dogs, I guess. That possibly a bit. Another of that season's hot topic was David Beckham's ever-changing hair. Here's Alan Brazil with Mike Parry. The image of David Beckham with his shorn haircut and his snarling face. Um, you used to turn the telly off, didn't you? Spouting explosives. So scared. Um, spouting explosives. <laughs> how about expletives? <laughs> I don't know how he did that. Uh, this is a caller <laughs> to Mr. Parry. Now. Oh, I love this call. Oh, yeah. Well, in the hairy belly of the midfield, yeah. it's a statatic, a staccato, staccato type of game. He the got cat. there. We all got do there. that, don't we? The cattle. Yes, one of the phrases of the show. Couldn't get it out, could he? Another Liverpool caller now, this time to Patrick Kinghorn, discussing the idea of Kenny Dalglish returning as manager. Now, why is that, John? You don't think it's a gamble? Do you think that would be uh, sentiment and with the, the heart ruling their yeah, head? Yeah, I mean, I love the fella. I mean, I'm, I'm Kenny Dalglish's biggest hero. Oh, OK, fair enough. Yeah. Modest fella, aren't you? <laughs> Beautiful. Brilliant. Back to Mike Parry again now with a big announcement. Early this week, we learned that we have the official rights now. We've won, well, we've bought after competing for the rights to um, to become the official, become an official... Um, uh, uh, broadcaster. Be? Broadcaster, I beg your pardon, the official broadcaster of Euro 2004. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they can't, can't think of the word broadcaster. <laughs> They're thinking, well, it's in safe hands at least. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? tournament where Mike interviewed the concierge from the hotel. I think it was a quiet day. <laughs> I'm speaking now to the man who's uh, the yeah. concierge of those. Will France win? Way. Yeah. Oh, thank you very Will much. You say something about Wayne Rooney. I yeah. <laughs> say something about Wayne Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> Back to. Uh, no, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Let's go over now to Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Nigel will be here next week, by the way. It's Botherway, surely. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I see. You even caught me out that one. Here's racing expert Derek, Derek Tomo Thompson now. When I see that this horse is a bit stiff after working, just a slight little niggle there. It, it, it just means that other horses now can say, well, listen, we're in with a chance. Do they say anything? It's like Mr. Ed. <laughs> a lot more did. talkative than you think, really, aren't they, the horses? Yeah, so you can talk to the horses, Tomo. That's why he's had such a great career in racing. Uh, a caller to Alan Brazil now. Back to Liverpool and Joy. You're on Talk Sport. Joy, morning. Morning, Al. Morning, Al. <laughs> Al was co-hosting with himself I'm Alan Brazil and I'm Alan Brazil We're the two owls um, it's, it's me, is it? Um, breakfast uh, with Messrs Parry and Brazil again And Mike reading out a text Carlo just drills it fast and low Says Tom in Birmingham Right, Simon here says <laughs> Benjanese <laughs> That's it, yes <laughs> Didn't say Simon says Not really uh, Here's Mr. Parry with Beaky and Cardiff as they build up to that year's FA Cup final between Manchester United and Millwall. 
Yeah. Hi guys, how you doing? They're yep. all there. And they're all on the way. We're gonna uh, have are a they Millwall fans or Manchester United? Are you Millwall or Manchester United fans? Seem to have uh, red shirts yep. on Beaky, so they're probably yep. Manchester United fans. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah, pretty good chance. Pretty pretty good chance by giving it away. Um, It's me, isn't it? This is Claudio Ranieri's agent, Phil Smith. Yes, still chat to Phil on uh, on the show. Chatting Chelsea with Big Al and Mike Parry. Do you, by the way, Phil, the first artist, being one of the biggest players in the game, do you deal with managers as well as players? Absolutely, yeah. And do you represent any of those uh, men that Alan's just been talking to you about? Just said Ranieri. Sorry, Sorry, Ranieri, of course. I meant the foreign coaches. (laughs) <laughs> what like Bert Ranieri Captain, <laughs> good old Les Ranieri <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous and Mr Parry had a follow up question for Phil you know his success points to Mourinho that you know he should be the man at Chelsea will he be well as you know we've got an involvement direct involvement with Claudio Ranieri and we're just hoping that he stays in situ yeah, <laughs> there we are. Yeah. And finally, it's a clip that's become a Christmas Eve staple. It's it, 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 this was from this time. It's Beaky with an update on the League Two playoffs. Okay, Mansfield one, Northampton nil. In that uh, other play, sorry, Mansfield nil, Northampton one. Mansfield nil, Northampton one. Uh, Day getting the goal after forty minutes play. Uh, Northampton nil, Mansfield one. I beg your pardon. Let me get it right. Northampton nil, Mansfield one. In uh, that other playoff semi-final which is going on today, that's the Division Three playoff semi-final. So it's Mansfield nil, uh, Northampton. Sorry, it's Ma- Northampton nil, Mansfield one. Let me get it absolutely right in that other playoff uh, semi-final, which is going on today. Still haven't got a clue. Yeah. Only B- only Jeff Peters. Jeff knows. Peters knows uh, what happened. <laughs> so there we are. Some clips of the week, Pewter, from back in uh, mm. two thousand and four. We'll try and dust some more off for you next week. Um, we still have no play. Uh, they've gone off for rain. We're, we're not a million miles away from the Oval look, here. It looks a bit, looks a bit brighter, over. It's brightened yeah. up a tiny bit, but apparently the rain was a bit heavier earlier on. But the covers are still on as far as we can see. Um, and I don't think we've actually got a time when they're going to be back out there yet. But as soon as we have... No, there's no news will, of inspections or anything. We will so. cross back. But uh, we will catch up with Steve Harmison uh, a little bit later. Yeah, it would have been interesting if they, you know, if it was 2-2 and Australia needed to win to win the series. Mm. It would have been, uh, you know, they it would have been exciting if they'd sort of tried to knock off 145 in you know, 20 overs or something. But yeah, absolutely. they're not going to do that because they don't need to. Um, so, um, Andy, we've got a couple of minutes. Anything you want to talk about? Anything yeah, you've I've noticed? That Phil Collins' son, did you see this? He's a footballer. Oh, is he? And, uh, yeah. I know one's a, a drummer. His son plays in the yeah, band. Top Flight Footy Club hope to have a groovy kind of love oh, okay. for a teen player. All the songs him. they could have chosen. I know. Uh, but obviously, I was thinking if when he scores a header, he's, obviously he's in the air tonight. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> bound to be, isn't it? Yeah. What What's the team? Let's have a look. It's the Aust- Austrian top division club WSG. 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 I remember him. Well, oh, what right. a player he was. <laughs> Tyrol. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so he's got one lad who's going to be a footballer, and yeah. his, his other lads they end up touring with Genesis. Yeah. When so they, they, yeah. they played a little while ago. We shall see what happens. We'll keep an eye out for him. There were three holes in one in one round by three fellows who were playing together. We love uh, a hole sure in one that story. One That's good. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing that. And uh, anything else? Uh, what else have we got? Uh, oh, yeah, I do like these things where there was Ant and Deck and yes. 
Paddy McGuinness. Yes. And Jonathan Wilkes went on a golf weekend. Nice, yeah. And uh, they put up some pictures. And it says in the star, online wags were quick to take the mick with one asking, did you all go to the same sunglasses shop? Ooh, the repartee. It's like Oscar Wilde, isn't it? <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> yeah, very, very well remin- done. Very reminiscent of. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We have been uh, joined in the studio now mm. by the former WWF and WWE wrestler still going strong it is jeff jarrett good to see you jeff thanks for having me in paul can you believe it's raining oh yeah I it, can Monday, we can it's be. raining <laughs> <laughs> where'd you live in the states jeff uh tennessee music city usa oh beautiful born and raised there and uh yeah is been there, lucky enough traveled all over the globe but always got to call that home yeah is there a heart of wrestling in america or is it in all the big cities it's everywhere. It mm. uh, truly, it's a you know, in a lot of ways, it's a three generational. Won't call it true sport, but it's a uh, form of entertainment that uh, is from coast to coast. What was your kind of sporting into it? Did you kind of wrestle at school? Was it, or were you in, in another sport? How did you get? into You know, it? Paul, I'm a third generation. My grandmother did everything but wrestle. Wow. Uh, but no, she's a promoter. <laughs> my, my dad wrestled and promoter. But wow. I grew up playing basketball. Played college basketball, but. My first love was, uh, you know, at 12 years of age, I was going to wrestling matches, concessions, setting up the ring, marketing, you know, hanging up posters, doing every little odd job I possibly could. So it's always really been, it's a family business, like I said. My grandmother got into the business in 1946 in downtown Nashville. So wow, the, the Jarrett family's been in wrestling uh, over 75 years. We have a really? parallel in this country with the crab trees. You're probably aware of in the UK with uh, Big Daddy back Big Daddy. in the day, but the crab tree family... Again, with the same sort of promoters and wrestlers came from that. So, yeah. it's, in, it's in the blood, you yeah. know, the, the McMahons, the Hearts, you can, you know, name a, lo- a lot of wrestling families. But it's one of those things that, you know, if your dad's a banker, sometimes you get into the banking business That's or true. plumbing or whatever it may be. Sure. Mine was uh, wrestling. But I like to say that I've really never worked a day in my life. <laughs> we, we've been astounded about how hard it is. I mean, on the body, how physical it is. I think people, you, you admit it's not a sport, it's an entertainment. That's fine. But we interviewed Hulk Hogan, and I mean, he was in bits. Wasn't we he? could see the we'd we could see, see the impact the that the sport had had on him. He's not the only one, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of the British wrestlers of the past were the same. It does take its toll. It, isn't it? absolutely takes its toll. You know, I, I like to say that uh, this is my 37th year. I just turned 56 last week, uh, or the 14th of July. But uh, it's all about. To me, conditioning, staying in shape. Uh, you know, there's a saying: if you want to live long, live long, and that means you got to stretch a lot. So I did a lot of stretching, but uh, you got to, you, you just got to stay in in shape and treat it. Uh, you know, there was a time in my career that uh, maybe I didn't treat it like a career. A little bit too much partying here and there, but mm. uh, but no, I, I, I've I've really taken a, a very serious, and I've, I've done it my entire career. But you got to stay in shape. Now you got a big event coming up next month, at Wembley Stadium. It's a big room. Mm. A big a room. That's a big yeah, room. You didn't say Wembley Arena. You said Wembley Stadium. Again, yeah. I just referenced being a third generation. <laughs> Who in their wildest dreams would have thought I'd been sitting here talking to you about? You know, it's under four weeks. We're going to make history. Mm. The the event's going to sell out. Uh, we're going to sell well over eighty thousand tickets. We're in the mid seventies right now. Uh, yes, that that that's kind of crazy to think about. Uh, the hundredth anniversary at Wembley Stadium and a professional wrestling event is happening in less than a month, and it will set a record. Uh, again, there's been a lot of records, but for me to be a part of history and people here in the United Kingdom, well, people are going to be coming from all over, Japan, Australia, all across the States, all across Canada, the islands, Europe, Middle East. 
But right here in London, uh, all eyes will be on Wembley Stadium because a, a record history is going to be made, uh-huh. and who doesn't want to be a part of history? Yeah, I mean, you get, you're fighting on the bill, presumably. We'll find out. You know, you guys were earlier looking at that uh, guitar shot reel, so I'm, I'm yeah. trying to formulate a, a, a good list of who should take the guitar shot. You know, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of VIPs. The VIP list is a mile long right now. But should I crack? Who do you think, Prince Harry? I, I put him at the top. I put him at the top. But what about Jack Grealish? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. He'd probably find it funny knowing Jack. <laughs> we'll find but, out. Boy, Jeff, one of Jeff's things, yeah, we did watch this reel myself and Andy knowing it's he was amazing. coming in. And it's a reel someone's put together on YouTube because the thing that Jeff liked to do around his fights, because you play a bit of guitar, don't you, as well? Yeah, a few chords. Country, a few chords. Country yeah. singer and stuff. Yeah. Was that uh, you'd like to, you know, you would uh, use the guitar as a weapon and uh, you'd, you'd hit somebody with a guitar. And you've been doing this for years and say this, over the years, uh, quite the reel has built up of you doing it. Acoustic equalizers, like I, I, <laughs> I like to refer to it. Uh, another name that came up earlier doing media. What about Mr. Tumble? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you clobber somebody with a guitar, can you be disqualified or can you win of a fight? Of course like you that? can. Oh, Anything right, okay. can happen in professional wrestling. Yeah, there's, that's right. There's no yellow cards and red cards. <laughs> no, 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 I appreciate it. <laughs> I think you would have, you would have stopped doing it if it was costing him money, or wouldn't yeah. it, of course. That's right. Yeah. We both love the old, I mean, we love this wrestling too, but the old wrestling. World of sport. Yeah. Yeah, we, People will we were kind of brought up on the, this yeah. is the thing, I, th- I wonder if, if their kind of parents or the, the, the people who are into it now kind of went along initially and have got their kids into it. It's truly a generation thing mm. wherever you know i've got my mm. my pal grado here with me and we were talking in the car ride over yeah. just about how it's it's truly a generational you in america you know grandfathers and grandmothers used to sit down in front of the mm. we'll call it telly and, mm. and watch it with their grandkids maybe babysit and then they go to the matches it, it's something that through the years and you know the prior generations it was world of sport and then you know you come through the sky sport era and now you know aew on itv and you know a massive amount of coverage huge ratings uh it's really uh used to think about is wrestling really a part of pop culture well when you're going to put eighty-five thousand plus fans in Wembley stadium it is pop culture it is it sure. tr- truly yeah. is i yeah. produced a video a self-defense video for kids with rowdy roddy piper he was a really amazing guy he's no longer with us is he yes yeah 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 new rowdy well uh yeah. a dynamic Larger than life personality, even just sitting down for a cup of coffee, his yeah. personality was larger than life. Now, you mentioned Grader, though. He's, he's sitting in the corner of the studio. He's got a bit of a, a talk sport link, actually. Oh, don't have, bring him out here. Can we have a very quick <laughs> word with Grader? No, 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 no. Listen, th- this is only for uh, VIPs. No, I'm kidding. He's not. <laughs> listen, all kidding aside, Grado, in the car ride, did we not reminisce? He owes in his entire, not just wrestling career, he's into acting now, but he's mm. owed his entire career to talk sport. You'll never believe this. So when I was 14 years of age, right, this is a big deal for me, no, being a talk sport. Yeah. Because I used to listen to, remember Tommy Boyd? Sure, And a sure. Saturday night, and he had a wrestling show every Saturday night. Mm. And I used to hide in my granny's bedroom <laughs> every Saturday night while my pals were going out and getting girlfriends and all the rest of it, I would listen to the wrestling show. Mm. And one... Saturday night, I decided to phone up and I said, how, how do I become a wrestler? How, what, is it, what do you need to be to be a wrestler? And the wrestler that was on the station that night told me where to go, right? Told me about a club. And I joined it the following week and I've never looked back. I've been wow. doing wrestling for... And the funny thing is that that clip is on YouTube when I'm 14 years of age. Somebody uncovered it bizarrely during really? lockdown. Wow. And it was me, 14 years of age, you know what I mean? I've no mm. squeaky voice going, 
Hey, how'd I become a wrestler? And, and honestly, <laughs> so I, oh, this is a big deal for me sitting here at Talksport. Ne- I don't ne- think Goredo will be happy with me saying this for a, a breakfast show presenter up in Scotland. But anyway, I, <laughs> now I had to tag along with old Jeff. Old Jeff a, 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 now he's making silly sitcoms. Oh yes, we well, are in two doors down, <laughs> aren't That's you, right. Grado? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You know, some people say I'm like the the British version of The Rock. The, no, Grado oh. says it. <laughs> Nobody's. <laughs> but how many Scottish sitcoms has Dwayne Johnson been on? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's, uh, a, that's uh, a good point. That is yeah, a very good, good point. It really is. As I've gone to Malama Coast. Where's Super Ali, by the way? Is he not here now? He's on holiday, isn't he? He's having a little bit of a break. But I just need to say that Jeff Jarrett, the guy sitting next to me, I owe a lot to this guy because I did listen to the show every Saturday night, the wrestling show, and then they told me how to become a wrestler. And never in a million years did I think I'd ever get the chance to wrestle in America. And that's what every young wrestler wants to do. They want to go to America. And this guy booked me to wrestle in America. He did. So he gave me my dreams. He gave me my dreams. And then he sobered up. <laughs> <laughs> then he sobered up and stopped booking me. <laughs> are you on the belt at Wembley? Uh, no. Hell, I, what'd you say? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, he's looking at you. Now. Oh, he's giving, he's giving the good. eyes. He's, he's giving the eyes. Wrong, uh, That's yeah. not right. No, come on, Jeff. Don't be so stupid. Don't be daft. I'd love to beat Wembley. I would, but my... My, my leotard is gathering dust up in the loft, so it is. Oh. I wouldn't mind wrestling Ooh. old Jeff. He does remind me of Manny Jackie, who's currently <laughs> watching my wains right now up in Scotland. <laughs> very summer, Manny Jackie. <laughs> By the way, he's not, he's not seeing he, the funny though. He, he, he is a nice guy. He is a nice guy, right? Yeah. But this is a guy that back in the day. Oh, oh blimey. Wow, we. God dear, yes, he didn't take that. When I said, oh, uh, Jeff, Jeff, normally it's me that gets it from the rest. I, 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 I can't believe we can say the interview's over. I think yeah, we I are, Jeff. Is, right? say, I, 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 I apologize. Yeah, well, I can see he wound you up there. I've, uh, <laughs> had just about enough of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Andy, I appreciate you. You're going to need a new guitar Wembley. for Wembley. Less than a month. Fantastic. It's all happening on the 27th. That made the highlight reel. Good, Good stuff. I think it did, really. Well, yeah. you're right there, Grado. You're slightly blindsided by that. So, wow, it's not in, it's not in, a, not in a good way. He was so looking forward to coming into the Talk Sports <laughs> studios as well. Of course, oh, it's taken, taken its toll on him. Whoa, look, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit wobbly on the it's old bit, uh, yeah. pins there. Oh, it's not good, is it? Why did you get that? Yeah, mind the headphones. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> good old Andy. Never mind Grado's head. Mind the head. Such a company man. <laughs> that's it. Well, you won't get a tune out of that guitar again. Here we go. Thank you. So on it goes outside of well, it. Taken into the studio. Let me just show you that guitar. Look at this. I thought it was going to be like a one that's. <laughs> Go on, Andy, you play a bit of guitar. So there we are. Let's have a look. If John comes in, I'll give him a bit of a yeah, Okay, we'll finish finish the producer off for the rest of it. Still a little bit of hardwood on the side. Look at that. So there we are. Don't miss that. It's all going on at Wembley Stadium, no less. On the twenty uh, seventh of August, AEW all in London about that, really. at uh, Wembley Stadium. Well, it's not a prop, man. It's a guitar. Oh, this yeah. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be made out of plywood or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'll be back with Charlie tomorrow. Live racing from Goodwood. Blake Harrison from the In Betweeners is with us in the studio, and he's back on Wednesday. Do hope you can join us from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.